The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, 30 under 30, media luminary, Griffin McElroy. And folks, it's a special time of year for me. There's uh, an event going on right now I'm very passionate about uh, called Summer Game Sun Quick, where the whole video game speedrun community gets together and starts just burning these bad boys down. Crash is there. Sonic's there. Mario is not there because he said too many cuss words last year. But I was thinking, Justin and Travis... This could be an exciting opportunity for us to sort of expand the brand, reach out to this thriving speedrun audience, and maybe we get into the scene, pick some mm-hmm. stuff that we think we could really knock down the world records for and okay. climb that climb that time mountain. Um, and what I thought I would start out with, and I would pitch it to you guys and see what you thought, is um, I'm going to speedrun uh, Boyhood. Okay. The movie? The Richard Linklater movie Boyhood. Okay. Okay. Because I watched it. And because I tried to be a good Austin boy and I watched all of it and I just thought I could watch this so much. It's not optimized. I could get through this a lot faster. You watch the boy and the boy learns like a lesson when he's a little boy. And there's, you know, there's so many shitty dads in that movie. And it's like I could easily find the skips to get past at least two or three of these shitty dads. Um, And I'm working on this new strat where he doesn't go to college. And uh-huh. so that's t- that's I'm picking up some time there. Okay, I guess Griffin. What I'm confused about is like you could just fast forward, or you could just like that's uh, a cheat. S- skip scenes. No, fast forward is cheating, and everybody knows that. But if you can get the uh, shitty second dad skip, uh, and then get <laughs> right to grown up Patricia Arquette, uh-huh. then you get you see the you know you get what's going on in the movie but then the boy got really older and mm-hmm. you did it in less time so I'm, i've been working on i got the runtime down to like an hour five the uh wow. Japan, the, yeah the japanese runner community for boyhood has, has figured out some new clips there's a part where you can make the boy go right through the wall of his uh-huh. house and get outside out of bounds and then all of a sudden he's like 15 or so um, oh, wow yeah so i've been working on that but it's uh you know it's like a picture any like warp whistles or anything there is a warp whistle in boyhood travis and i'm so glad you asked <laughs> a lot of people miss out on it but it's in the uh silverware drawer in the kitchen of the second house so how are you interacting with the scenes in this in this sort of scenario that you've crafted here this real scenario or is it a touch thing is it a voice activation thing how are you interacting is it with like the a film click boyhood? controller thing are you clicking your controller at the film boyhood with the sort of like a blu-ray <laughs> Blu-ray, choose your own adventure sort of thing that was so hot for a while. Um, I'm so glad that Travis brought up Click because I do. I'm actually like <laughs> third on the leaderboards for that one because in that one you can just make Adam Sandler press the go button way way faster, and mm. then like his kids 
like they turn into skeleton bones, like from the Indiana Jones movie where the guy drinks uh-huh. the bad cup. Um, and he gets really sad, but I get really happy because my fucking PB is like off the charts now. So it's not a hundred percent run, just to be clear. No, it's no, an 80%, any percent, okay. any percent kids turn into skeleton bones run, uh, is the category there. But for boyhood, it's mostly yelling at the boy to. You know, run through, clip through the wall. It's, it's, it's you, it's you running, yelling at the boy. Yeah, and then there is some screen touching, but that's mostly for me. Now, I have been doing this with the Up series of films. Are y'all familiar with the Up series? Like uh, the, the film Up? No, there, there was a documentary film series called the Up series. It started with Seven Up, and then it was Seven Plus Seven, Twenty One Up, Twenty Eight Up, Thirty Five Up. They just Every seven years, they check in on this series of kids. Yeah. So they started out as seven, and then every seven years, they make another movie about these fools. Like, well, how are y'all doing? How's it going? I actually found a hack for this one. All right. Which is, I just skipped to 49 up, because who gives a shit? Yeah. This oh. is now. You know what I mean? 56 up. I got a new strat. 56 up is coming out next year, I think. I'm just going to skip to that one from now on. So I'm hoping to get my time down even quicker. I can skip straight to these fools being 56 years old. No problem. I, you know, I will actually say I've been doing this with Great British Bake Off because I'll start and, you know, you'll watch a bunch of, and then I realize, like, I can just go to the store and buy a cake. Yeah. And, like, when you do that, you kind of just, like, do it, right, without having to watch each episode. Because, really, the whole reason you watch Great British Bake Off is so that you just get, like, so fucking horny for baked goods. Yeah. And you have to, like, eat them. So just, like, cut out the middleman and just eat the baked goods. I had a memory last night of uh, – I was watching GBBO last night with, with my wife, and – um they it was cakes it was a cake episode mm-hmm. and i was thinking about it during the cake episode i was f- remembering a time when i was in elementary school and i won a cakewalk uh-huh and if you remember i don't know how, if y'all like that's i think that's just just a metaphor now for kids kids these days but uh, cakewalk is like a bunch of people stand in like a circle and they call numbers it's kind of like musical chairs so one but one person ends up owning a cake and at the end of this cakewalk I ended up owning a cake. Uh-huh. And I as a child, as a child. As a child, I owned a cake and I can I I I realized that I peaked. Yeah. Then the feeling I had of like I own a cake. <laughs> this is my cake and I own it and I'm 8 years old and I own this cake. I'm no. the owner of an entire cake that I own. I own this. Justin, right is it weird deed. to you that you accidentally did like crossover fan fiction of Great British Bake Off and Boyhood? Like you have yeah. just described, like you like put in a cheat code for Justin <laughs> McRoy Boyhood, where like a Great British Bake Off cake appeared and eight year old Justin just had it. Welcome to thirty seven up. We're checking back in with. Justin McElroy. You'll remember in our past four films, Justin has just talked about the cake he won when he was eight. So let's check in and see how he's doing. Nope. Still the cake. <laughs> Haven't topped <laughs> Haven't it. Haven't beaten Sorry. that. Also, Sorry, love my kids. Love well, my wife. Love my kids. Love the wife. Got the house and podcast, whatever. Can't beat the cake. Also, sorry. we're very sorry that we missed a couple years there and had to do 37 up. Some of these rascally kids were just hard to get a hold of um, this time. It is worth pointing out that I, I want. It's not that because Justin, if I may speak for you as your representative for a moment, I don't think it's that Justin doesn't love his kids and his wife more than a cake, but comparatively, eight-year-old Justin, a cake 
is like the be- like having eight wives and 16 kids. It, it's just the, ca- oh, that sounds so good, Trav. No, I think your metaphor fell apart a little bit there. <laughs> okay, it, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like being eight and owning an entire cake <laughs> because it wasn't just, you have to remember that it wasn't just my ability to eat an entire cake if I want to. Of course, that was intoxicating. But think about the power. Think about the power that I had as an eight-year-old and, and owner of a cake. No one could take cut. it from you because it was yours. You had not snatched this cake. It's extremely powerful. I'll never top it. How about a first question? I would love to answer a question and help people here on episode four. 113. Hey, we we always say this at the end, but I, I, it's on my heart right now. Thank you to everybody who is who has listened to us blather on for 413 episodes. We appreciate you very much. And uh, we so appreciate you sparing an hour of your time. 413 is like so many. That's a lot. That's it's a lot. A lot. Um, and uh, I'm so appreciative to all y'all. I work at a very fancy hotel. Oh. And I didn't mean to. I'm a detective at a very (laughs) fancy hotel. Uh, A new employee recently joined my team of hotel detectives. And in an effort to be friendly and helpful, I've been answering their questions about our policies and so on. However, in recent days, her questions have taken a different tone, pumping me for info on things like how late the security guards stay in the building, how many cameras are in the service corridors, if the codes for inner doors change regularly. How much trouble am I in? Should I alert the hotel authorities? Then again, I'm on minimum wage. Should I be asking to get in on the grip? Yup, yup, that, yup. That's from Unwilling Extra in an Oceans movie in Dublin, Ireland. Okay, so listen, you are on the razor's edge right now. You are on the thinnest ice right now. What you ha- what happens now makes or breaks the ice, I guess, that you're standing on. Because you need to start very subtly laying down hints that you are down to clown till you're in the ground and i'm talking about like this new employee walks into your office and is like where are you and then you climb out of the garbage can where you've folded yourself up to get in a real tiny place and you're like oh sorry about that sometimes i fold up my body real small into real small shapes to climb into the garbage can because i'm so super flexible Ooh. but what was your questions or and maybe-, maybe like when you're when your employees when the employees nearby like in the break room or something without even batting an eyelash like steal a lunch from the refrigerator and say like I don't even mind stealing things from people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Make it clear your morals are real flexible, as flexible as your body. I you ruined it already by writing into us. Oh. You've just provided this do you realize this is probably the first episode of my brother my brother made where somewhere in the world, somewhere in time, a detective has just like pulled off their headphones and turned around at the cork board they have with like pictures and thread tied between it. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. The clues were here the entire time in this dumb, dumb podcast. You know what? In fact, just in case that this ever gets played as evidence in a courtroom fart. Ah, nice. Got him. Got him. Do- a big, uh, a big ass. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that judge? A big ass fart. <laughs> uh, I, pre- I present for the benefit of the jury a big turd, a big juicy one. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> I got, I got a new exhibit. It's number sixty nine. Yeah, I, I got a, a objection. I, I'd like to turn your attention to exhibit D. D's not. I got you all, you fucking courtroom dum dums. <laughs> okay, this is this is more of a visual one, so you're gonna have to picture me here. But I have just walked up. 
to the lawyer's briefcase and I've thrown all their papers in the air and I've said, these papers are out of order. Okay, but that's, you can't, but like, but you picture won't do it. that. Yeah, I picture I, it, but you won't. Somebody do it. Stenographer. Stenographer. Flip those papers in there. Those papers are out of order. I'm holding myself in contempt. And like, maybe hold yourself. Like a hug. That's nice. Everybody give yourself a nice hug in the yeah, court. Yeah, you Come know on what, now. Jerry? You're hey, free every, to go. Hey, everybody. Everybody in the court. Oh, this is going to be good. Everybody in the court. I'm evidence. So you have to do what I say, legally speaking. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the court, just like. Let's just sort of close our eyes and bow our heads and just sort of like, if you're into praying, that's cool. Or just like sort of make peace in the moment right now. Okay. Run for it. Keep them close, everybody. Keep them close, close, everybody. Uh, They really think, go, 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 go. You're free. There's a car outside. It's Griffin. He's driving forward slash donate. You just got to go ahead and (laughs) make sure you hit us back for this. With emeralds. We accept emeralds. Emeralds are fine. I'm sorry, but. I've turned state's evidence. They've run out. They had it out of the court. Open your eyes. They're no, getting Travis, away. No, Travis, Travis, the emeralds. I'm sorry, it's too late. I had a lot of stuff I was trying to beat, and they said that they would <laughs> let okay. me off if I turned state. Catch a deal. I get it. I, You know, this is a unique enough situation that I would like us to, you know, we've done a bunch of dumb stuff in the past few minutes. What would you do? Because, like, this is kind of shady, mm. but I w- I'm not sure I would want to, like, confront the person about it because they might be the sort that you know some have a heart of gold mm. the only reason they say a, like they talk about some criminals have a heart of gold is the, to differentiate them from other criminals who most assuredly don't yeah and i'm worried that like maybe you're you got one of the bad eggs that just cut you down a heart of shit it's if possible I, may, I have a i have an idea here at a certain level of like deniability that might save your life while still uh foiling their plans which is you then go ask those questions of somebody else Right, but in the exact same way they asked you, and now that person will report you, and you say like, "Well, they were asking about it, and I didn't know the answer, so I was just trying to help them out." You've just right? uh, you've just increased the body count, right? Well, yeah. how high? Hey, what if I ask eighteen people? How many people can they take out? Nineteen, including you, because they could have be a real Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh no! But at a certain yeah. point. Maybe if I told like the chief of police and asked them. Oh, good, Trav. Yeah, no, they have a they got a kid on the way, so that's great. Well done. Anybody else that you oh. want to? Yeah, um, I think what I would do. Gosh, this is a toughie because the two results in of this, you you seem like you're on the ball right now, and that's good news. You can either join their crew, and now it's oceans. I don't know how many people they got, but let's say like five, because you've joined as the fifth member and you get to steal all the emeralds. Uh, maybe it's the chaos emeralds that are kept inside of your hotel. Um, and you get those and then you get a bunch of money and you get the thrill of doing that. The other thrill you could get though is being a crime buster, like my hero, yeah. Dead- like my hero Deadpool. I'm just saying, I think either way this breaks, you're good. The, the only thing you can fuck this up with is if you do nothing. You bust well, them, you join them, one of the two. I will say, though, this this might be a, a strong nothing move. Justin, ask me um, how late the security guards stay in the building. How late do the security guards stay in the building again? I don't know. 
Yeah, see, that's not good, Trav. That's kind of <laughs> what exactly that what I just said. Is that not yeah, to that do. doesn't do But anything. in doing that, you know what? That buck sails right over your head and on to the next person. It's fun. You didn't help the person, and you didn't help the show. Yeah. Too. You did too. You but failed twice. I might have helped the person, because it's a lot of pressure sometimes to say, like, you have to decide between either a life of crime or a life of detecting. Well, what about just, like, nothing? Hey, Trav, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Mm. That was brilliant and rhythmic. Thank you. How about a Yahoo, though? Yahoo! We had a lot of Yahoos this week from people, like, they sent... I got the same Yahoo from a lot of folks. So thank you to everybody. It was a very good week for Yahoos. A bunch of folks sent this one in. It's from Yahoo Answers user... Question mark? I'm going to say Manny Ocean asks... Is it blasphemy to say grace when eating food from Burger King? Just considering it's fast food and always wondered if religious people consider it a sin to thank God for the food when eating stuff like that. Just curious. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, you're at the table of Burger King. Is the idea here that if God had interceded with his divine providence, that you would have served you up something better than BK? Or like you would would pray and Jesus would be like, I'm not blessing that shit. Yeah, you're you're at the Burger King table and you're like, please bless these extremely salty, too crunchy fries and our four sloppy, sloppy Baconator Juniors. Uh, In your most heavenly highest name, I pray. And then... You know, God's in heaven. He's like, oh, hold on. I got a call. And then, you know, a hole forms in the cloud floor. And he looks down it and pulls out his magnifying glass. And he sees what you're all are up to. Because he can see through the roofs of all buildings. Don't even try jerking off. And so he sees the Burger King and goes, um, no. No, I won't bless that one. Get at me next time. Maybe... Next time, hit up you know Steak and Shake or a more reputable burger establishment. I'll bless a, a Red Robin. A Red Robin. But I'll yeah. shout to a Red Robin. But oh. the but the thing is, God go God and Jesus love go where they are need the most, right? Not the if fucking I, Burger King, Justin. Grow up. Read a book. Fancy like steakhouse or something. I don't oh, need God's help. I've Jesus will fuck oh, with a steakhouse. That's oh, it. That dude. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what, what Justin is suggesting is that your family's your family's doing a big pray right before the prom, um, and they took you out to Ruth's Chris to get you like psyched up, and then you know God's like. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I was thinking, oh, hold on, I got a call. And a hole opens up in the cloud floor, and he looks down with his magnifying glass. He sees you in the roof, Chris, and he sees just some, just sizzling hunks, uh, just sitting on your platter, covered in, like, a nice garlic herb butter that's just juicily dripping over the side, and maybe into, like, a tasty-looking, uh, potato puree, and it just looks real nice. And he goes, you don't need my help on this one. <laughs> this is They're already. Very, I can't They're do good. anything to improve that. That's doing good already. You're a roots, Chris, baby. <laughs> That's what I get. I just say that I feel like God's divine love and Jesus's amazing bounty. Well, like he helped the people that needed it the most, right? For, uh, for whatsoever you do unto the least of these, you've done unto myself, right? Like. I feel like that counts for Burger King as well. I feel like Jesus is in this Burger King. No. You know, Jesus is in the in the. No, McDonald's. I think at most they send the Holy Spirit. At most. Yeah, like, to do their dirty work. 
that's that, that's easily like farm. I've always wondered what the Holy Spirit has been doing. That would actually explain a lot. Um, I, can I posit one reason why they might not be big Burger King fans? Why idolatry? Okay, yes, they're worshiping the yes. king. Yeah, they're wor- everybody's worshiping the Burger King. The Burger King does make you bow to him before he, you know, he sneaks up on you and he has the very, very scary face and body, and he makes you bow and pray to him um, and accept him into your heart. And then he gives like the kids crowns, and now the kids think that they're these, you know, omnipotent God kings. And don't get me wrong, the big man's not a big fan of how nasty all of the the fries and burgers are, but it's all the idolatry just running rampant. I- are you, so the scenario you're suggesting mm. is that you pray, a, a hole opens up in the roof of the Burger King, Jesus comes down and looks and peeks, and he's like, but what of your earthly God? Yeah. What of your master, the Burger King? What what of his blessing? Why do you need uh, mine, mine providence? You have your... Your master that you've hitched yourself to. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy, King. yeah, enjoy your new god. <laughs> All right, let's see how long this one lasts. Dear Burger King God, um, I'm having a hard time at school. Can you help me pass the test? Burger King God's not gonna help you out with the test like Jesus can. Well, to be fair, Burger King God just shows up and hands you a burger, and you're like, "This is a test this on is, salads. This is good. I mean, it's a test on neuroscience. I could use <laughs> any help." Nope, just a burger again. Shoot. If the Son of Man is indeed as the is indeed the King of Kings, then you have to imagine that the Burger King does roll up to Jesus. In which case, all Burger King's actions are by I mean, according to the Bible, yep. are the direct result of the orders of Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying is he's the king of kings. Uh-huh. That means he's Burger King's boss. Okay. So that means he's the he is the one that Burger King is answering to when prophets aren't where they would like to be. When Burger oh. King wanted to do a new fry formulation, mm-hmm. he had to ask Jesus' permission because he's the king of kings. He walks out of the corporate headquarters looking all dejected because McDonald's is p- beating their pants up and down. And they're thinking, we might have to close up shop because nobody wants the BK. But then what's that on the corner? It's a burning garbage can. And what's that? There's a voice coming from inside. Whoa, whoa, there's a burning garbage can. I'm very scared of that. But here's the voice, and it calms and soothes him as it says, Chicken fries, dude. I've... <sighs> Justin, are you about to say that you would murder some Burger King right now? They got these new crispy pretzel chicken fries yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. dying Wait, they, to what? try. Whoa. Yeah, crispy pretzel coated chicken fries. Don't mind if I do. Also, Burger King does have the best fries. Oh, uh, a fast food chain, the winner is Rallies slash Checkers. Well, but that's that the US season curlies. That doesn't count. Incorrect. Season strikes. What fucking podcast season, is this? Season curl. It's, mu- <laughs> it's, it's actually. You guys are sort of infringing on my trademark podcast, Munch Squad, so I'll see you in court. Um, Here's another question. A fellow student has taken it upon himself to start writing fan fiction about all of us in my honors class at university. I started actually reading them out of morbid curiosity. It's come to my attention that if I offhandedly say I enjoy something in class, it ends up becoming a major trait for my, quote, character. How do I explain to this kid there's more to me than liking Star Wars and escape room games without making things weirder than they already are? I have to take multiple courses with this guy, and I'm afraid he's going to kill me off. <laughs> oh, my God. This is beautiful. <laughs> That's from Characterized in California. That's Can tough. I tell you the weirdest thing now, to you know me what? about this we always, we always jump in on these things, and especially... 
uh, I, it's never me because I just finished reading the question, and I, I feel know like ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. people, maybe people don't really think that we're taking the time to think this thing through. I want people to know that our advice is coming from a place of consideration. We've edited out probably several minutes of consideration before we just leap in and start answering the questions. It seems like the obvious solution right here is not blow up your spot because you don't want to get this. This property, this person's working on, could end up being. The new AAA summer blockbuster franchise. I'm talking yeah. about uh, movies. I'm talking about graphic novels. I'm talking about HBO premium TV with dicks and everything. I um, mean, Shades of Grey was a Twilight fan fiction. So, mm-hmm. like, so, my dad says was a Twitter feed, and now it's a hit TV show with Bill Shatner. Exploding, exploding, always exploding. That that property. I mean, look at the cavemen were a Geico thing, and now look at them. You know yeah, what I mean? They just, have their own sitcom, probably still. Yeah, and then there's shit my caveman says where they did uh, just the two properties were so, so hot. There was two broke cavemen, things they say shitty. Um, yeah. And there was things my dad shit. Things my dad shit, <laughs> including a caveman. In that episode, William Shatner goes in the toilet and poops out a whole caveman. And so anyway, you want to be careful here. You don't want to get written out of the story. You got to make yourself as interesting as possible. And I'm talking about you open up your Jansport one day and you start to pull out a very magical looking sword. But then you look mm. around and notice that the author has seen you. You tuck that sword right back away. You don't make a big deal out of it. Now you got a sword in the book. Or maybe like you open a really dramatic seeming letter with like a big wax seal and you kind of gasp a little bit right next to this person. They're like, what? You say like, well, it turns out my great aunt died and she left me her spooky house, but I have to spend the night in it uh-huh. if I want to inherit it. Oh, That's really this good again. too. Or it's a, you open it up and you say, whoa, I got into Hogwarts. I have Ooh, uh, spells, yeah. spell powers. Another person trying to buy my oil fields? Yeah, I mean, that one is going to go more of a sort of dramatic non-Harry mm. Potter route. I was trying to get that HP heat. Well, someone's trying to buy my magical oil fields? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't You don't need to, you can't say, well, for so many reasons, you can't say anything about it, right? That's not happening. I don't think, the concern about making things weird, it, like, that ship has sailed, and it wasn't you that did it. It's done. It's weird already. Mm-hmm. You have to get weird to fix a weird situation. Okay, this is not good advice, but welcome to the show. Maybe just go up to him like, hey, I read it, love it, I've got some notes. And like, got pull a few out a notes for pack. you. What if my character was six foot five? Next time, write this in a G-Doc. Let, me, let your boy get in there and comment a little bit. It kind of help shape this narrative. Oh, you should be careful, though, because if they start to change things about your character, mm-hmm. it might start to change you in real life. Yes, I was just yeah. about to say that strange yeah. fiction heat. You, Page master. You come into school the next day, and you're just sitting there in class, and you're taking good notes and expanding your horizons of mind, and then you rip a big, huge one. <laughs> and then everybody in class then changes your name to, you know, the two, uh, the two doctor and then you go home and you're like wow that stunk i'm gonna brighten my spirits up with some fan fiction about my life and you see that exact scenario and it ends with like a little ps like books do sometimes where it says ps toby i got you motherfucker (laughs) that's illegal you gotta be careful. You gotta, you gotta, gotta be, be careful. careful. You don't know who has magic pens and or notebooks these days. 
Mm, Are you checking the publish date on this stuff, by the way? Oh, no. Are you checking the publish date, by the way? Are you you making sure that that, that you liking Star Wars wasn't written before you told everybody how much you fucking love Star Wars? I didn't even used to care about Star Wars, so I love it now. When did this come out? June 6th. Well, that's... 1885? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> it's, I was always wondering why it's yellowed. Amazing. <laughs> Doc Brown, you got my fucking number, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a break and get the money soon. Uh, I want to tell you all about Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch has the sheets. They have the comforters. They have the blankets. They have the towels. They got, if you need it soft, they're going to have it, and it's going to be pretty dang soft. You could be getting some more sleep, and not just more sleep, but really, really good sleep on the soft, soft sheets and blankets and everything else of Bowl and Branch. You could probably sleep with the towels. That's they don't say to say that, but the towels are soft enough. And maybe if you do, um, and I don't want to be crude here because it's an ad for them. They pay for it, but they probably don't want me saying that if you do make a sticky mess and you have the towel there ready to go, then nobody's going to need to know about that one. But they make all their products from bedding to blankets with pure 100% cotton. Start out super soft and they get even softer over time. They got thousands of five-star reviews. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bowling Branch. And shipping's free and you can try them for 30 nights if you don't love them. You just send them right back for a refund. So to get started, right now our listeners can get $50 off your first set of sheets at BowlingBranch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER. Go to BowlingBranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER. Bowlingbranch.com promo code my brother. Wouldn't it be funny if they made you say I slipped the, uh, the I slipped the sheet tongue twister, and if you got it wrong, you didn't get any money <laughs> for the ad. For the ad. I mean, but here's the problem, Griffin. You talk about all those sheets, and I'm still sleepy, and like I don't have nothing to put my sheets on. Justin, what do I do? Well, good news, Travis. Uh, here is bed. That's right. Look behind you. It's a box. I know what you're thinking. There could never be a bed in there, but there is. It's a Casper. And all you have to do is cut the plastic and watch as that beautiful, beautiful mattress expands. Uh, our listeners are invited to take advantage of Casper's. My box is full of worms. Why'd you send me a box full of worms, Justin? Travis got no. a bed. I just got like 80 worms. The worms are part of it. The worms <laughs> That's from continue it. You see the shit? So good. You see, you see this one? Google that, guys. <laughs> hey, listen. Take it from your man Jay. No, I'm not gonna steer you wrong. You gotta see this skit. <laughs> Four scumps in it. He's wearing this wild suit. Got pumpkins all over the dang thing. <laughs> He's just going absolutely hog wild with these two skeleton friends. You have to see this one, guys. <laughs> It's a little bit spooky, but that makes it funnier in a way. I know you're worried it's a Halloween skit, but there's no killing in this skit. No killing or cursing. Any questions? Oh, yeah, that's Herman, too. (laughs) It's good. Um, This is a lot of times our um, advertising company clips the ads out from the beginning to the end of the ad to send them to the advertiser. So I hope that they get all of this one. Uh, You can be sure of your purchase of this fantastic bed with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it. 
trial. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. Uh, for a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings and save up to 225 off your order. And this special offer expires July 9th, 2018. Terms and conditions apply. This next fucking jumbo So fucking stoked. It is unbelievable. Griffin, I want you to read it. Are you, are you sure? Home, hometown boy, I think you deserve this. You I know don't. I do not live in San Antonio, though, right? You're oh. confused because of the name? I, Please, yes, Griffin, yes, read yes. the name. The name is uh, Joshua Austin. Okay, so I can kind of <laughs> okay, understand. So, uh, Bambinos, who live in the San Antonio area, there's a hyperlink that we desperately need you to go to. If you live in San Antonio and you listen to our podcast and I find out that you didn't go to this hyperlink, I will be so, so peeved. It's www.joshuaaustindds.com. Mabim Bambinos in the San Antonio area. You need a good, good dentist. Check out www.joshuaaustindds.com for a dentist that vibes it and keeps it tight. This is a dentist. This is a tooth doctor with tools and instruments and everything that's going to get into that mouth close to the nerves. And you're going to know exactly what kind of fucking righteous alt comedy that they are into. Is there anything better than that? Let me tell you about Joshua Austin. Was his dad a dentist? He was. You can't buy that sort of thing. You have to inherit this level of dentistry. Joshua Austin was named a super dentist by Texas Monthly in 2014, 2015, 2016, and that's all we know. So maybe last year didn't quite nail <laughs> a it down. A light, year. a light year for super dentistry from Josh. That's why he needs you now more than ever. <laughs> oh, last year he won Evil Dentist. Evil but he's dentist. bringing it back. Uh, San Antonio's best evil dentist is Joshua Austin. Just Catch some, him. Just some stuff I can say about Joshua just by looking at the JPEGs on his website. One, he does own a very powerful, handsome jacket, and <laughs> let me get, yeah, I can confirm, a nice watch. I bet he takes that off, though, before he gets <laughs> a knuckle deep in the chompers to find all the nasty holes that have the food tucked away inside of them. Other things I know about him. I mean, the smile, <laughs> it's on point. It's, yeah, it's, uh, winning. it's radiating something, and uh, you're gonna you're, you're gonna like that. You're gonna see these teeth and know that you're in good mouth. So go to joshuaaustindds.com now. I have. I feel like Joshua for- has broken the seal now of dentists knowing that they can now get advertisements on our show. Um, when are we going to have the perfect all dentist promotional spot that's just us talking about some of our favorite dentists? I uh, I think we should do a special episode. Just they for dentists? All gotta, they all got to pay, though. They're all going to pay. <laughs> oh, he's a human. He's a human dentist for humans, by the way. We didn't specify he's not for, you know, dogs and horses and stuff. Uh, I have a message for Katie, and I'm, and this message is from Neil. And it says, this year, in lieu of having an arrangement sent to your office, edible or otherwise, I have decided to send you birthday wishes via these fine McElroy gentlemen. I love you more and more each day, and I look forward to spending the rest of my life with you. Happy birthday, sweetheart. And uh, I just want to go ahead and get in on front of this and say that... Katie's birthday was a month ago, so Katie, you know, for the last month when Neil has been promising you something good's on the way, 
That's it. Hopefully, <laughs> finally here. Hopefully my dog came through with just a backup edible arrangement. Just a, <laughs> gotta have an edible arrangement. You always gotta have one on hand, I think. Um, also, uh, one more uh, Jomatron we have here. This is for Jack from Tess. Happy, happy birthday, Jack. You are the best little brother who serves his country, family, and friends so well, and I'm so grateful for you. Introducing me to the McElroy's was the best gift ever, but hopefully this evens the score. Enjoy one of the brothers saying, go Army, beat Navy, and have the best day ever. Love and miss you. I just really wish they would stop making the Army and Navy fight each other. It <laughs> yeah. seems so, like, super dangerous, <laughs> super so wasteful. wasteful, really, really disrespectful. We need, we need them at their best. <laughs> also, one of them's on the land and one of That's them's on the I'm ocean. That's what I'm saying. Like, where are they even fighting? Because I guess they got to like go. Like an island? Air. I think the only fair thing is we get all these folks in planes and make them do Air Force. So it's just sort of like a neutral level of experience. But it's just, it seems like... Why? Let's get it together. Now, I know as a Max Fun listener, you love enamel pins, but guess who were the first people to wear enamel pins? Everyone in Starfleet. We talk about them every week on our show, The Greatest Generation. Originally about Star Trek The Next Generation, now we're covering Deep Space Nine. The main thing we're trying to encourage you to do is listen to the show. Listen to the show and know that you are expanding the community of enamel pin-wearing enthusiasts. You can only resist Big Pin for so long. So give yourself (laughs) over to Big Pin and The Greatest Generation by subscribing and downloading right now. The Greatest Generation at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you all want a Yahoo from me to you? Yeah. And so one was also sent in by a lot of people. And I don't know if it's very rich, a rich vein, but it made me think of of, of something that I thought merited discussion. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent this one. And it's by uh, an anonymous user. I'm going to call them uh, Shonda Asks. Me and my friend both applied for the same job. He got the job, but I didn't. Can I sue Papa John's? <laughs> now I know you're hoping that the job they applied for was at a Papa John's and not at like their local bank and this person's fury is just has just blinded them and they want to sue somebody and the first you know face they see is the Papa John but no they both applied for Papa John's and uh, and they ended up hiring him but not me I've never been so angry in my life can I sue Papa John's <sighs> yeah what listen what do we fall, Master Bruce? Mm. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? So we can... Do you want us to keep, continue quoting the movie? I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, give me the next line, because I don't uh, know. So it, but it's something get, about... So we can get, get back... Get, yeah. So we can apply at Pizza Hut. So you can apply at Pizza Hut, Master Bruce. That's right. <sighs> now, I would much rather work at the Hut, by the way. If we're just being straight up, I'd much rather work at a Domino's. I would much rather work... At a Pizza Hut, I would take a little Caesars. Other than discriminatory hiring practices, which I think is defo-suable, I don't think you can sue just because you know your friend Tony is a dumb, like, awful (laughs) piece of shit, and you rule, and you're so much cooler than Tony, and there's no way Tony should have gotten this job and not you. I don't know that that argument holds up in the court of law. What you need to do is when... Tony gets sent out on a delivery. Uh-huh. You need to meet him in the parking lot with your own pizza. 
and you need to beat him to the house. And then call Papa John, send him a selfie, say, this is me here at the house, five minutes before Tony's dumbass has even finished fueling up his car, which he honestly should have done before he was on the clock. Anyway, you chose poorly. Bye. I'm very into that. Very snow crash. If you can be wearing like a black trench coat and like matrix sunglasses and have a katana when you show up to Absolutely. the house and you're on like a cool motorcycle, like that's that's going to do it for me. The thing that popped out to me for this question that I just had to float by you boys, had to show you this balloon I found. John Schlatter or whatever his name is, the founder of Papa John's and the most fucking just oozing charisma, the most charismatic commercial man I've ever seen. He named his business Papa John's. Uh-huh. Now, don't just jump in here. Really look at that balloon. His name is John, Uh-huh. and he said, I'm going to make pizza so good that everyone's going to call me Papa, Papa. They're going to, I like it when you call me Papa John, (laughs) because I'm making you do it every time you call my business, and you say, is this Papa John's? And I'm wiretapped in, and I'm like, oh, nice. (laughs) Hi, I need to order. Think about when he was getting started. Uh, Hi, I'm, this is John. Well, I'd like to order a pizza. From who? From you, John. Uh, Gotta say it. From Papa John. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want now? It's just unbelievable to me. Naming things is hard. I get it. I, I get it. But when we were naming this podcast, the name Daddy Griffin never even crossed my mind. It could have been cool if it had been if the podcast the three of us do and have been doing for eight years was just called Daddy Griffin. But it just seems strange to me. Mm-hmm. The name of you, the name of my business is Papa. Nobody had, in his life had ever called him Papa John ever to that point. I bet there's no way this was a nickname. And even if it was, it's a bit presumptuous to make your nickname the name of your pizza place. Anyway, you probably shouldn't sue. Yeah, I don't think you can sue. Um, no, not sue. You're just gonna have to start a rival business and put them out of business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Daddy Tyler, Daddy Tyler's Pizza and Things. <laughs> pizza and Things. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. <laughs> so much food in this episode. <laughs> it is a very food-happy episode. I want a munch! Squad! <laughs> I want too much! Squad! <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts launches donut fries across America. Jesus Christ, Justin, you gotta give me some build-up into it. You can't just fucking vert ramp off into it, like, right from the get-go. Dunkin' Donuts fries, just ahead of the 4th of July holiday. Dunkin' Donuts is bringing donut fries across America. What on f- what on earth could those two ideas have in common? What on earth are those two ideas overlapping with? Or America, I guess? Following a successful test earlier this year, Dunkin' Donuts announced... <laughs> yeah. We've done it. Listen, I know what you're thinking. We put the fucking scientific method to this one, okay? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts announced it will now bring new donut fries to guests all throughout the country, available for a limited time at... Listen, is it good or not? At participating Dunkin' Donuts restaurants nationwide beginning Monday, July 2nd. This newest snack serves... I mean, it's what you think it is. It serves a sweet spin on classic fries, 
creating a fun, easy-to-eat way to enjoy the delight of donuts. What? So notoriously hard to eat this whole time while on the go any time of day. Donut fries feature individual pieces of delicious buttery croissant-style donut dough that are tossed in cinnamon sugar and served warm with just the right amount of crisp. Okay, okay, okay. Does it come with frosting you can dip it in? Uh, no. What the fuck, guys? I we made know. donut pizza. Is there any kind of sauce or anything? No, it's just a big, round, flat donut. What the fuck, guys? You can't set yourself well, up like that and drop the ball. They are They are going to start having ketchup. Dunkin' Donuts tested for donut fries at a small number of locations in the Boston and Providence markets earlier this year. According to Tony Wiseman, Chief Marketing Officer of Dunkin' Donuts U.S. Okay. As America's donut leader... We put our passion and creativity towards finding fun and unexpected ways to please and surprise donut fans. You're the leader of if you're the leader of donuts, shouldn't you be o- operating with a modicum of responsibility? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you at some point like try to blaze a trail for other donuts? At the very least, if you're trying to please donut fans, make fucking donuts. Make a good like, donut. Don't make these tiny donut sticks without dipping. I've never been... This is fucked up, because I've never been so angry that this idea of the Munch Squad isn't nastier than it already is. You know I know what I mean? Just, I will say, I'm looking at a picture of these donut fries. They are not fry scale. They no, are like big hunks of donut. They're donut sticks, which has been a thing forever. Um, I Listen, I need to finish this paragraph because I've never... Uh, we have a lot of fun with the English language here at the Munch Squad. This one's out there. There was a strong consumer response towards ba- bringing donut fries to all Americans during the initial test. Huh? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Come a- hey, come again? There was a strong consumer response towards bringing donut fries to all Americans during the initial test. So what Tony is suggesting here (laughs) is that some fine Bostonians went to their table, enjoyed their donut fries, then sprinted back up to the counter is like, you have to get this to everyone. Everyone deserves this. This, I can't just keep this for myself. Tony, I hate to point this out, but just saying a strong response that could go either way. Yeah, yeah, that's how it hit me. It's like when you, you know, go into a bathroom and you smell a smell so bad that you need, you know, everyone <laughs> in the country seat a shining shining seat to come in and smell it too. These are so nasty. I need everyone to eat them because they're not gonna believe me. Or like someone could take a bite and be like, You're gonna give these to everyone? You can't. Can't wait to <laughs> can't wait to see this. Don't do it. I'm having a strong response at the idea of you trying to give these to other people. I just real quick also want to mention that Dunkin' Donuts, according to this press release, has a new shark bite donut. It's a feeding frenzy for donut fans who uh, can now put their jaws around this new donut featuring white icing and special shark-shaped sprinkles, um, leading this American donut lover to ask why. <laughs> hey, wait, I heard the whole sentence. Why? Because what I heard from you is... It's got white icing and special shark-shaped sprinkles. What am I for? Why? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do the shark bite donut? I don't understand. I thought thought for sure the shark bite donut. 
would just kind of be a hack where you walk up and you say, "Yeah, let me get the um, let me get the raspberry jelly filled. Uh, just one of those. I, I I just you know I want a little snack. My blood sugar's running a little low. Can I get that shark bite style?" And the cashier says, uh, "Oh yeah, sure." And they pick it up out of the counter and they go, "Da and then they take a big old juicy jelly fill bite of that and just hand it right over oh no the shark got it (laughs) i would not recommend finishing that it is not very good so anyway that's your that's your update i just uh, the shark bite donut i get why i don't i really i don't understand why why did it happen yeah how about a yahoo i got a lot of really good ones (sighs) yeah i guess well, is there a good question? No, it's not. Sorry, I'm kind of dejected. Also, I found a picture of a shark break donut they did in 2014. It looks like a life preserver. That's the thing. No, that's kind of fun. But that's this is different now because it's just white with shark sprinkles on it. So is this, is this just all the middles they have left over from the life preserver donuts? Pres- presumably, yeah. Here is a Yahoo sent in by Han Malik. Thank you, Han. It's Yahoo Answers user question mark. Jesus. Papa John asks... How can I stop YouTube from recommending Super Mario gaming for me? I hate Super Mario. And no matter what, I keep getting recommendation about these videos. I click dislike and say, not interested. I don't like the video. But I still get anything Super Mario on my recommended list. Mm. I just this, is, this, this happens to me on Netflix, where everything I watch, Netflix is like, do you want to watch some Frasier now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we why? Got, we got lots of Frasier <laughs> clips. I, listen, here's the thing, right? I get it, because I did just finish watching another episode of Frasier. Yeah. And it's like, do you want to watch more Frasier? And I'm like, yes. Like, I, But you were, I, you were, you were hate-watching it. And yeah, everybody yeah. knew it, because you were laughing. Like, can you fucking believe this family? They're so out of touch. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. is like, when I search Netflix for, like, 90s sitcoms about radio psychologist i wasn't looking for fraser and so mm. then i was like mm. you think i want to watch this shit and so i watched like 20 episodes of it just to prove netflix wrong yeah um i hate the plumber mario mm-hmm. and yet somehow every time i get on youtube to watch some of my favorite vids uh from from some of my favorite vloggers he's always there and he always wants me to watch all of his videos maybe you could search out some videos of like Mario getting killed. All right. You know what I mean? Like Mario catches a fireball right in his dick. Yeah, cool. Over and over again. Like a supercut of Mario dying. Yeah. And like, then YouTube will be like, oh, you hate Mario. Yeah. Like oh, I get it. Some of those super funny, like Newgrounds mid nineties, like <laughs> Mario you. violence videos where like Mario and Luigi get in a you know, a big gunfight and then there's it ends with like Mario dodging a bunch of his bullets, but then Luigi's right there and he's like, Dodge this and he shoots him right in the fucking face and you're like <laughs> It's really fucking funny because it's Mario because it's 1996 and like we're all still trying to you know figure it out. I like <laughs> I like Mario. All right, okay. I mean, I'm just saying I find him pleasant. Yeah, sure. as video these days, video games with with their fast cars and their loud music and mm. they keep having all these like punk characters. <laughs> Have you guys played the fast car video game? The Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Tracy Chapman Fast Car Game adaptation. It was uh, it, it was unofficially in. The, it was the developers of Need for Speed, but they went ahead and they were like, "We have a lot of fast cars," and they approached Tracy and were like, 
do you want us to just use some of these for the fast car game? And Tracy Chapman was like, yeah, I guess so. Seems like a weird fit. Have you all ever made a song video game before? They're like, well, no, because there hasn't been a song called Fast Car before. And that's kind of like our mm. our whole thing. Um, if you if you were going to make Tracy Chapman team racing mm-hmm. and it's a cart racer, always set to Tracy Chapman's fast car, but tra- all Tracy Chapman's friends are in the game. Who would you put into like Stephen Curtis? Sorry, you'd put Stephen Curtis Chapman in <laughs> yeah. the Tracy Chapman racing game. You'd put contemporary Christian artist Stephen Curtis Chapman in the Tracy Chapman video game. I was going to say like I would put Tracy Allman. Desiree in there. Tracy mm. Allman would be a great fit. I feel like Lisa Loeb would be an unlockable character. I feel like Lisa Loeb you'd be able to unlock for sure. And then like the whole game is I think pretty short. Because you don't have to drive too far. You just got to cross the border and into the city. And then if you win, you both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. And you will know that that's like the final cut scene. And uh, Trace Chapman comes out and, you know, sings. sings. I mean, it's it can't fit a lot on it because I'm imagining this is like a PlayStation 1 game. And so, like, the video quality is going to be really, really, like, 140 pixels of just pure Tracy Chapman singing while... Uh, a very fast car speeds into the background, picking up bonuses and power-ups and stuff. Fuck, this would be a really good game. Did you not see, Griffin? E3, there's a big release from Bethesda. I mean, it's not. It's going to be on the next-gen console, but they're bringing it back. They're bringing back Fast Car 6? Yeah. <laughs> this this one, it takes what you can customize your car, you can customize your Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Graphics still look pretty much the same. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't change, and the song is, of course, still the same. Um, but... Story seems a lot more you know, beefed up. You know, when's Tracy Chapman gonna come out with a new fast car? <laughs> right? Faster car. Faster. We get a faster car. car. It kicks the ass of that last car. We thought that car was fast, but this one's so fast. You won't believe how fast this one is. You're gonna shit your pants when you see how fast a faster car goes. We gotta make a decision. Take that slow, dumb car, this new faster one. It's not a decision. This one's so much faster, idiot. It's got a Hemi. I think that's important. I don't know, but I paid extra. Got that nitrous. Does it have nitrous? What a dumb question. Of course it does. Press the button. Let's get the fuck out of here and rob a bank. Rob a bank. Rob 80 banks and crush it. We gotta get baby driver. Let's drive this car so fast. Drive this car off a building. Drive it straight into another building. I, 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 my car just transformed into a robot. Didn't I mention it does that? It does that? It does that? The rock just punched a torpedo into a slower car, but that's okay. That car was slow, unlike a faster car. Faster car. Somebody get Tracy on the phone. You know that new song you've been looking for? Listen to this. Why didn't I ever think of Faster Car? Of course. Coming soon, Fastest Car. Oh, no. Fastest let's, Car. Okay, no. but let's really take... We've we've had a long time to enjoy Fast Car. I don't want to just skip right over Faster Car. <laughs> faster Car is really good. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our comedy podcast. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed yourself. Um, we uh, I don't, do we have anything we need? I don't think. Oh, I we, we wrote a book. Um, my wife and I. It's called Sawbones. It's coming out October 9th. 
and you can pre-order that bit.ly forward slash Sawbones book. It's about medical history, just like our podcast with the same name. There's also a, an Adventure Zone graphic novel that's coming out so soon, less than a month, just a few short weeks away. You can go to theadventurezonecomic.com and uh, pre-order that. And if you would pre-order both of those books, we'd sure appreciate it. Um, speaking of the graphic novel, if you go to macroshows.com slash tour, uh, tours, tours macroshows.com slash tours, we have a bunch of events coming up, uh, some live show book tour things we're doing where we're going to be reading parts of it and doing some Q&A stuff and uh, also some like book signing things or Griffin's doing one in Austin in July. I'm doing one in Newport, Kentucky in August. Justin and Dad are doing one in West Virginia in August. And then Dad and I are doing one in Lexington in August. So check those out. MacRoyShows.com slash tours. You can also, I think there's still some tickets for the Orlando My Brother, My Brother Me show at the end of August. And maybe a few for the Atlanta My Brother, My Brother Me show on September 1st. All of those you can get at MacRoyShows.com slash tours. I want to say thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song instead of Partroff, the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a great album that you should uh, definitely just, you know, have on you at all times, no matter where you are. You got it. You just got to have it ready and, and, you know, willing. And also thanks to Max Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. Shows like the Beef and Dairy Network, Tights and Fights, The Greatest Discovery, uh, all kinds of great shows all at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to check out other stuff that we do, it's all at McElroyShows.com. Folks, that's going to do it for us. Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo to take us out on? Yeah, Kate Berkland sent this one in. Thank you, Kate. It's Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. So that's what? Four for four? Uh, this being the worst fucking website ever? Uh, this one is asked by Tavis. This one, I, what? This one's, asked by, this one's asked by Tavis, who asks, Does Mr. Peanut need that monocle, or is it just a fashion statement? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. <laughs> I'm Griffin McElroy. Roast it. <laughs> this has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Welcome everyone to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites.